2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Resorts and casinos. Nothing else comes close. Good afternoon. The Sabres oh. are back on the ice. Hi, Marty. That startled you. It was almost too formal for you. Welcome into Sabres Live. Are we already of- in the afternoon? <laughs> Is it already
2: noon? Oh, my Here, gosh. Here's Let's get it trick, going.
1: Though. You know why I said it? Because you're a morning person? No, because I am in, in the morning, morning right now. I'm three <laughs> hours west again. Oh, you went back out west. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> so, uh, so it would have been
2: okay for you to say good morning, and then I wouldn't have like really flinched have... because I wouldn't have known any different.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, as per usual, it got late early out here, and yes. uh, I may not have had the best sleep, which is a me problem, not a surroundings problem. So if... If information comes out as misinformation or unintended or whatever, blame it on sleep deprivation today. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, there, and, you know, we try to keep it light, but there are serious topics in the reality, which is, you know, you're where you are in the standing. Still 10 points back. Detroit didn't play last night. Toronto, of course, got a victory on home ice against Dallas. Yeah. Um the reality is is you're where you are in the standings and you're a month away from the trade deadline we had GM Kevin Adams on the show uh on the broadcast um prior to the Dallas game so y- you sensed uh his tone as to where he's at with how this season has gone through 50 mm-hmm. games um you obviously heard the frustration from the coach and some players after not getting the result that uh they could have had against alice the other night but as we like to do whether it's round numbers or you know time on the calendar that kind of thing like when when you're a month away and based on some of the discussions you and i have had recently about well which prospects are the most likely to help this sabers team and when you have such an abundance of them which ones make the most sense to perhaps consider moving in a deal yeah to help this team now and in the future. But then again, that produces a secondary question. Like what is the purpose of this year's trade deadline? Now that you are where you are in the standings, like, can you reasonably approach the deadline now and try to go on this run of three out of every four? And the, the, with this, potential piece which assuming you would get it earlier than the actual deadline to give yourself mm-hmm. more runway with this new set of players
2: yeah because like, then how, it how, may be four out of five by the time a month is gone uh, right exactly. so then you're like oh well that's a 80 percent winning percentage is 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 tough to achieve but
1: so, so what are you thinking with all of this right now it's a lot of it's it, it gives us a half hour to kind of you know wide brush and uh, and color in, the, in yeah. the the little areas too um before we get to Darren Dreger at the bottom, who's probably going to talk more about just the likelihood of deals and, you know, which other names are now very prominent. And and, and might I just say this before I forget, I can't help but wonder if Chris Tanev through the lightning could now be a thing. Ugh. Because after Sergachev's injury last night, and you, you've heard Tanev and Toronto an awful lot. But we also know Tampa doesn't mess around with stuff like this. And if they have eight million of cap going to long-term injured reserve on Sergachev potentially, like, you think they're going to sit around and not do anything about it? Well, I, no, I, I'd, I'd be pretty shocked if they if if that was the case.
2: Yeah, no. Like uh, the the Lightning. Somebody mentioned yesterday that Julian Brisebois was going to uh, use uh, one more cap circumvention uh, whenever he can use it, right? Because they've done that before, and now they've got this this sickening injury to Mikhail Sergachev just comes back to the lineup. I uh, actually posted on Instagram, like basically, why me? What, Like I work so hard to come back and then I, I, I get hit again. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's that it. When he left the ice yesterday, I know we'll talk about the trade, but just to talk about the human side of it. And and Alex Zidafranier going over to Mikhail Sergachev and basically saying, hey, hang in there, man. Like, you know, it reminded me of when you look at the Bills, and you see three white, you know, like leaving on a cart and he's got the towel over the head and you could see that he's emotional and crying, right? And Mikhail Sergachev was there and it just it it just oh it just makes me feel sick to my stomach because um I, I, guys like jack Quinn this year you know Mm -hmm. works so hard to come back and then gets hurt again like matthias Samuelson, like you got to feel for these guys because uh you know it's not just the the healing process of it it's mentally it becomes a grind and so so hard mentally to always have to come back and work hard and come back and work hard to come back just devastating
1: so to then put it back into the context of Asset evaluation. Yeah. What do you have on the big club? Oh. What do you have in Rochester? What do you have in the system? What do you have as far as draft picks moving forward, which is basically all of them and then some. So they've got that currency to play with as well. Yeah. Like, you know, again, one month from the trade deadline, what do you expect? What could be the approach? What should be the approach in your mind? You're not playing the role of general manager. This is you as a veteran of the game looking at it and assessing what could be and, 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 and with the, the recognition, obviously, as anyone and everyone writes about this, podcasts about this, the overwhelming sentiment about the Sabres is that they have an abundance of prospects. Of prospects. And that they all can't be in Buffalo at the same time in the future. They just so, they, there's oh, not
2: enough room. It's right. it's so, mathematically impossible. So this to looks have like a time where the
1: sabers need to make moves based on where they are in the standings and have the ability to make moves but which moves do you see as logical and and or likely it doesn't really you know the latter part doesn't really matter i guess it's your opinion well and
2: logical is 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 it's logical to one person it's not logical to others right and i think what happens here is that There's a little bit of that riverboat gambler mentality that has to come into play, right? Just because they're prospects. So if today you say, you know what? Kulik and Roseanne are going to be the guys and Matt Savoy is a guy I can part with. Mm -hmm. And then you decide to trade Matt Savoy because you say he's got a ton of value and I got to make a deal. And, you know, that's who we landed on that we can part ways. Mm -hmm. It could backfire. It could. But you're also... At a point now where I think you've got enough information on your prospect pool from the last two seasons at the very least, even some guys that have been playing junior hockey that you're watching develop and and get into that place that you got to say, okay, I may have to part ways with those guys. So for me, when it comes to the trade deadline in the next month, it's more about what are you willing to, to part ways with? It's not what you're acquiring. Because I think in, in the end, you may acquire some somebody at the deadline. You may not. It may set you up for free agency this summer. It may set you up for trades at at the draft this summer. But what are you willing to free up here? And I think that is the most important thing and most important internal evaluation because you're at that point. You're at if that you're point where you got to
1: do it. If you're freeing it up, it has to be an impactful deal. No,
2: Um. Yes, but again, I don't see it as being like, hey, this is going to be an impactful deal that's going to make or break your season. You're going to get in the playoffs because of that. I think it's like, it's going to make you better next year and the year after. That's kind of like I would how I would say now,
1: it. next year, and the year after. Yeah, yeah
2: you may yeah. be too far behind now to say you're going to get in with that impact. Maybe. But uh, if you like make three. the deal today. If you make the deal today, it's <laughs> different. But winning three out of four for the rest of the year is a high, high task. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody that, you know, and, and it could happen. Right. Well, but I'm just saying like, yeah. so, wh- so in, in the same sense of what are you willing to, to put on in the middle of the floor, you're playing a game of poker and you have all your chips in front of you, but maybe you also have a nice watch around your wrist that you're like, Hey, I'm going to put that in the middle of the table and say, Hey, okay. Who wants to go out and play? I've got something that maybe wasn't in front mm-hmm. of me at first, but maybe I'm making it available now.
1: Well, what's the easiest way to approach this? With the question, what do the Sabres need? Is that is that the, the starting point? The Sabres need what, in your okay. opinion?
2: It, it is the starting point, um, but it's also going to lead me down a dream, maybe like kind of whatever, right? It, it, it may not be what the Sabres need, but it may be something that would be, wow, that would be impactful. So what do they need? Number one, I still think the biggest, biggest need for the Buffalo Sabres right now is a right shot defenseman. A right shot defenseman moving forward. You look at their D. Dalline, left shot. Power, left shot. Ryan Johnson, left shot. Matthias Samuelsson, right, left shot. Like all their impactful defensemen that I see moving forward are all left shots. You, I mean, yes, you can play a lefty on the right. And we know that Dalline and Power and, and most everybody has played their offside. But mm-hmm. in the end, we had that conversation with Connor Clifton. It's it everything comes easier and more natural when you're playing your strong side. So are the Sabers able? Because I look, you know, in their defense prospect and whatnot, and I, there's nobody right there that I say, "Hey, there's a right shot defenseman that's a prospect that can come in and fill that shoe right now." There's I I, I don't see it. There's not. So you got to go outward and look for a trade and somebody that could come in and give you that boost as a right shot defenseman. I think it starts there. I think that's the number one thing.
1: Do you have someone in mind?
2: Well, I'll give you three names. Okay. So one name um, has been rumored of late, but then it got squashed a little bit. And this may be more of a longer, I don't want to say longer term, uh, but it would be acquiring a Prospect slash NHL player that I think has a really high ceiling, and that David you're a check in in Columbus, right? Right, shot mm-hmm. defenseman, young. It um, could probably be part of your group for a long, long time. Although now Columbus is in, we're not trading him. Like, but again, it, it, what is real and what is not real? What's happening behind closed doors? Maybe Columbus has got to make some moves. Columbus has got to do something, um, maybe that's your in for a guy like that. Um, how about a Sean Walker, right side defenseman? A little mm. older, 29, but at this point here, we, we got to think that you can't just bring in 22 to 25-year-olds and say, hey, we're going to stick with an age group here. You got to bring in some people. Mm. And I think Sean Walker...
1: But they just did that with Clifton and Johnson.
2: Yeah, Clifton is fine. I think Eric Johnson was brought in for a specific role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until you put yourself into that, Hey, we're a playoff team now, and we are every year in the playoffs. And now we got to s- zero in on, Hey, we need a shutdown. Yeah. Uh, shorthanded type penalty kill type defenseman. Uh, you're it, it's not setting you up to, to kind of move forward. And and look, Eric Johnson, great veteran. I think he's had a good impact. Um, but I, I still think that you can you can you can look for something else you can look for something that would have a bigger impact on the blue line as a right shot defenseman i think sean walker would have that impact like okay we we keep saying Daleen Samuelson they're both lefty they play together um maybe it's Yoki are you? i don't know that Henry's got that impact that I would want a right hand right shot defenseman to have um, so I'm gonna look elsewhere, and I'm looking at okay, Sean Walker, maybe that guy that could come in. I think he's looked really good in Philly. Um, he was always the guy that you and I had a lot of conversation about Sean Walker when he was he was in LA. Like, this is a guy that I really feel could come in right mm-hmm. away. And and make an impact. Now is Philly willing to part ways with Sean Walker? He's a UFA at the end of the year. So maybe they would. Um, but you'd have to make sure that it's a it's a, a trade and then, oh, we're gonna lock him up longer term because he's gotta he's gotta stay here for a few years.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably not the impact name anybody's thinking about.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink...
2: yeah, but you also, you think that your play driver on the back end are going to be yes. Darlene Power. Uh, I, you know, those are the two names. So, but is Sean Walker a guy that could support that a lot better than what you have as a right D right now? Yes, mm. absolutely.
1: Potentially. Yes. And obviously I'm not going to, um, dispute you on, on what we think of Walker. And it's just wouldn't have been the first name, you know, crossing my, uh, Laptop here, um, when thinking about, you know, what they really need. I, I, I think when I ask the question, what do they need? Um, it, it might be more doing this without actually making a transaction. They have to determine. What they have, whether this year is a blip, as far as what was ascending production from a lot of core players, or whether they feel like a little bit of the regression that they're seeing point-wise this year is more the reality of these players. So once they determine that, and isn't that always the greatest challenge, because we are human beings after all, so we never know... Just what we can give to ourselves and to others on a daily basis. Um, I think it makes it really challenging here to, you know, to know what to keep, what to move off of, what to, uh, expect in that prospect pool. But, um, okay. Well, what about
2: this other name? How about if, can we revisit the Matt Dumba? Because we've been no, talking about Dumbo no, for a few no, years, is I that a guy no. that? No, you, you, uh, from what, what know, I've heard, it has hasn't
1: been, been a great year for him in Arizona. So I,
2: I understand know. that, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, um, no, thank you. Okay, well, I, I it was on my list just because I I thought, okay, I I, yeah. I know that it took a drop, and and maybe maybe there was more to, you know, the the whole like, well, he was healthy scratch in Minnesota, and then it hasn't looked. It started better in Arizona this year, and then it kind of went back to where it was. But I'm like, okay, could that be an addition uh, as a right-hand shot? There's not a lot of right-hand shot defensemen that Mm -hmm. I think are on the market. So when there's one... It's a little bit more of a hey, let's put the spotlight on it and see if that fits, right? So that's you, another name I had on the list.
1: Can you tell that you and I are in completely different areas as we're looking at this right now? Like almost well, to I, point, I, I, almost I, to the point where I have no interest in talking about a right-handed defenseman. And that's okay. not to be disrespectful because I recognize that you're like a hundred percent right in wanting to think this way. It's just Ooh, I'm sitting I'm gonna, here gonna start to I'm
2: gonna it. I'm gonna I'm gonna excite you right now.
1: Okay. I'm gonna do it
2: like 15 minutes into the show. Show um, because I started with what was more realistic, but now I, I feel like I'm at that point of the show where I need to 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 turn up the heat a little bit, right? Let's 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 put it in the cooker here. Okay, so what if next year, up front, you had a line of Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner, which, and I mean that that has been a unit last season, and you say, okay, let's go back to it, and then you have a unit of Cousins, Quinn, and Paterka, which is You know, what you would think of. Um, What if, as a third line, okay, you had a unit that featured Yuri Kulik, okay, um, maybe Zach Benson or Zach Roseanne or somebody um, like that, and then on the other side, add a Jake Gensel. What What would that say to you if that was, oh, hey, like, look at what the Sabres were able to do, and maybe with prospects, with... Players on the roster something you're looking at a guy like Jake Gensel
1: what happened to middle step
2: you'd have to trade something to get a guy like Jake Gensel
1: but why would you get Gensel at this late stage of his career and overpay
2: um because I think that would be a, 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 a an add-on that would be a, mm-hmm. a a move forward that would be a hey we're doing something now to make this team better that yeah. I understand that, you know, we have a pool of prospects and maybe we use some of those prospects in a few years, you're going to get them at Savoy in a few years, you're going to get, you know, guys that are going to be much better, but Gensel makes your team better right now. And if you put them, maybe you put them on a the line with a couple of young kids and you say, Hey, you know Use your experience and you can score and they're going to help you. And, and now your top, your top nine looks a completely different, you know, that, that what it's looked all season long.
1: Agreed. I'm curious as to who the centerman is, um, in that situation, like, you know, Gensel will be 30 this, uh, October, um, which isn't old. Obviously his production has been remarkably consistent. I'm not sure about the young idea that you talked about. I think obviously he's been fortunate to play with veteran centermen <laughs> during his time in Pittsburgh. I think that's a fair statement. Um, could you put him with Thompson I also, and talk? First of all, here, could you here's put him with thing. Thompson and talk and say, okay, well that's well, of course you could. But the problem is you already have an older player contract in Skinner that yeah. you know, and you've been fortunate that Jeff has lived up to expectations in recent years, contractual expectations. He's mm-hmm. he's always been, you know, save for a couple of blips, like he's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Like you, you look at since he came into the nhl and where he ranks in the top 10 and even strength goals like you don't just land there like you have to have an element of consistency to your game and prior to this recent injury he was leading the team in goals and was probably going to hit 30 again he Mm -hmm. might he just needs a little heater here um first of all the reason i was Mm. balking to a certain extent against us i don't think he's going anywhere i think he'll he'll stay in pittsburgh that's just way they do things um yeah
2: but it's it's cal dubis now and it's a different kind of approach and i know they they did the carlson deal but i i think this was a let's um kind of uh uh play this last card that we have and say we're gonna run it with this group now i Mm -hmm. feel like they have to start thinking a different a different way
1: okay so at at the very least, we may have unearthed something in your last comment, and that is, <laughs> if, my, if my question was the Sabres need what, you have now told us without telling us that you think they need a right shot defenseman, yeah. that you think they need another proven scorer, right? Uh, like an impactful, an
2: impactful player up front.
1: That's basically what you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, where is the truth Offensively, for this team, between last year's result and this year's result, are they more a team that is closer to three goals per game, sometimes under, or is this group likely to be more capable of what we saw last year, or is I, the truth somewhere in between?
2: Well, I mean, obviously, the, the the easy answer is somewhere in between. I would say somewhere Not in necessarily. Between the easy answer like... could
1: be they are what they are right now because, uh, no, because no. they had a flash. No, no, I'm just saying it from a realistic, yeah. like, okay, you did this. Other teams see this, adjust to this. You have to prove now that you can get back to that, right? That's yeah, obvious. So, so, so I
2: I look at it and say they are closer, in my opinion, to what they were last year okay. than what they are this year. Mm-hmm. Missing Jack Quinn for a lot of the season, really weakened your top nine. And look, I... It's all great. And Casey Middlestadt's having a, a really, really good season when you look at the stats and, and what he's provided on the ice. Um, but when the third line was Middlestadt, Greenway, Benson, you know, so you, you think in your, in your right frame of mind, you think it's Thompson, Tuck, Skinner, and then it's cousins, Quinn Paterka. And then that leaves you Middlestadt, Greenway, Benson. I mean, I, there's not going to be a lot of offense there. There's not. It's, it, I feel that you lost a little bit of your offense in the way that your roster was was put together mm-hmm. with injuries and and unfortunately uh, missing some key players so but can can the boost be and i really feel like the boost can be what you have in your prospect pool that has to be now ready to come up. It has to be the door needs to be open. That prospect pool needs to start making their way forward. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think your Kulik is a Rochester Americans next year. Look, I, I get it. He's going to have to earn it in training camp, just like Zach Benson earned it in training camp, whatever. But I don't see Kulik being a Rochester Americans next year. Just right. like I didn't see Paterka and Quinn being Rochester Americans last year.
1: Okay. But in fairness, if he's on the roster, I mean Zach Benson wasn't supposed to be on the roster either. Yeah. So you essentially replaced at this time last year. People were expecting Yuri to be on the Sabers. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Instead, they went with Zach Benson. And all due respect to Zach, he has four goals. If yeah. Yuri Kulik was on the team all year long and he only had four goals at this point, people would be pretty upset. Uh, Yuri Kulik should w-
2: a full season of Yuri Kulik in his first year, in my opinion. OK, it'd yeah. be at 10 right now at the very least and, right. and probably could be at 14, 15.
1: Right. So the so again, this is all these are logical assessments of where players yes. should get to. Plus, recognizing the opportunity through openings, um, you know, veterans that were brought back this year, chance they're not coming back next year. Right. There stands to be an opening of three or four spots for sure among the forwards. But the other side of this is, who do you think is being targeted and or coveted the most on the Sabres roster, in the Sabres system, by the league's 31 other teams right now? Because that becomes the fuel to make trades also. It's not just what you're thinking. It's what people outside come to you with and what they want.
2: Yeah, now, I, you know, obviously, at this time of year, there's a lot of lists out there. You know, people that uh, write uh, trade bait lists and, you know, trade target and the names that they hear. A couple of names that the Sabres um, uh, players have been on are Victor Olofsson, obviously, is on these lists. Why? Because it's been over a year now of... The Sabres will probably move. Victor it has been two years. Uh, Jordan Greenway is on these lists. I don't think that's who people are calling about. I think that's who, you know, maybe Kevin Adams is saying, uh, yeah, we we probably would um, listen on Olafson and listen on Greenway or listen on. I think people are calling about Casey Middlestadt. I would think that would be one of them. Um, I think people are probably asking about Ryan Johnson because. He's a first-year pro guy, and he looks really good. And maybe that's, you know, there's a logjam. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not saying there is. I keep Ryan Johnson. I think they probably are calling about. And I think they're calling about Savoy. I think they're calling about uh, Roseanne. I think they're calling about Kulik. They're calling about the prospect. I think the biggest attraction when it comes to Sabres players on the roster right now are their next-in-line type players, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Other than Casey Middlestat, I mean... It, it is what it is right now. It's the next in line players. Who do you got next in line? And those are the guys that are um, kind of the, the the shiny pieces in the Sabres organization right now.
1: We're a month away from the trade deadline. We're a month and a week away from, believe it or not, Catwalk for Charity. Ryan Miller and company getting the band back together. It'll happen March 15th at Forbes Theater here in Buffalo 512 Pearl Street. Uh, Miller and his former mates will once again have the uh, runway for the return of Catwalk for Charity, Sabres alumni to model outfits designed by Courage of Carly patients at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center and, of course, proceeds to benefit the Ryan Miller Legacy Fund. You can learn more about this incredible event and get tickets now at sabres.com catwalk. Hockey insider Darren Dreger from TSN joins us next. Stay with us.